Now, the biggest stories on the South Coast from the WBSM Newsroom. This is WBSM News. New Bedford police are investigating a late-night shooting incident that occurred on Friday night. WJAR and WLNETV reports that the shooting took place on Worcester Street at around 8 p.m. on Friday. It involved an adult male who has non-life-threatening injuries. Police say the investigation is still ongoing. Cases of COVID, flu, and RSV are rising in Massachusetts. The Boston Public Health Commission commissioned a 23% increase in wastewater flu and RSV. Fox 25 also reported big increases of wastewater COVID that have ticked up in Worcester as well as Bristol and Middlesex counties. Health experts warned the newest COVID variant, JN1, is extremely contagious and the public is urged to vaccinate and mask up in crowded places. The Massachusetts unemployment rate remained just under 3% in November. However, it did go up a tenth of a percent from the October number to 2.9%. Last month's jobless rate nationally was 3.7%. Wellfleet is searching for a new town administrator in the wake of Richard Waldo's resignation. Waldo resigned on Wednesday with a request of the 90-day notice to be reduced to 50 days. He had been in the same post for just over 18 months, but Waldo cited stress and his relationship with the select board. He will be taking over as Director of Public Works and Natural Resources in Orleans. Massachusetts Senators Ed Markey and Elizabeth Warren want a review of proposed changes to the emergency response plant at the Seabrook Nuclear Power Station in New Hampshire. They made their request to the Nuclear Regulatory Commission. Markey and Warren said they are concerned with the proposed plan that would leave communities in Massachusetts and New Hampshire at risk in the event of an emergency at the plant. Landscaping that includes the removal of trees, shrubs, and other vegetation in the Duck Harbor section of Wellfleet is expected to continue into the winter months. Cape Cod National Seashore announced that more than 80 acres were cleared between last winter and spring, and at least 40 more acres need to be removed. And the winners in this year's Name a Snowplow contest have been announced. They were chosen by the State Department of Transportation officials from the entries submitted by elementary and middle school students. These names include Sleetwood Mac, Snowbee Juan Kenobi, Glacier Gobbler, and Mayplower. In sports, the Boston Bruins are facing off against the Minnesota Wild today at 7 p.m. The Boston Celtics will be in Los Angeles today to face off the Clippers at 3.30 p.m. And your New England Patriots have a game against the Denver Broncos tomorrow at 8.15 p.m. Weather forecast going to be a partly sunny day. Temperatures reaching 44 degrees. Tonight going to be 37 degrees, cloudy and misty. And tomorrow's forecast, 48 degrees, mostly cloudy and misty. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with Bedford's news talk station, WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM.
Beatles. Not necessarily the regular cartoon music that you hear on Saturday morning. We're a couple of days away from Christmas, so I thought I'd play some Christmas cartoon tunes. How's that sound? 508-996-0500 is how you get on Brian's Beat today. It is chilly. It is definitely chilly in the lower 20s. It was 19 degrees when I got into the car today. Now, look, I, I can take it. I'm not wearing gloves. But these are the <laughs> these are the days that we have to look forward to over the next couple of months, three months. Oh, don't you wish March 25th, 26th was coming around the corner tomorrow? 508 996 500 Hello. Good morning. Good morning. And how are you? Merry I'm doing very good. Merry Christmas. Merry, uh, Christmas Merry Hartman. Hartman. Happy <laughs> Festivus to, to Mr. Bass in the newsroom. I don't know if he is me. But. He's going back and forth. There you go. He's a, he's a busy guy. Yes, busy he is. Um, you know, I, I heard something interesting on on the news which is the reason why i called the unemployment number in massachusetts being uh under the national average and under three percent that's it that's basically full employment that's that's basically yeah i I think i think full employment is considered three percent yeah i I would i would agree right around that ballpark yeah um so this is twofold for me so there's a massive amount of job openings in the economy with a low unemployment. And what do you think that does to, to pay? I think it probably subdues or lowers it. No, it would actually do the opposite. So if you have a lot of job openings and a lot of employers looking for people to fill those positions, and then there's nobody to take those positions specifically because... They're all employed already. Well, I guess it depends so on what kind of positions a, they are, doesn't it? Yeah, it would. But I, I think it, it would be a competition for resources, a competition for labor, which in order to attract those from a, who's employed at company A to go to company B, they'd have to offer more money or a better package. So That I, I would con- agree with, yes. Right. So here, here's my conspiracy theory. And I know, I know you love the conspiracy theories. Uh this is the reason why they're pushing for the refugees to get work permits. For the jobs. You flood, <laughs> you flood the market with labor. Now you're not, you, now you don't have a, a, a restricted labor force. Now you have a lot of supply of labor. Now you don't have to pay as much. Now you don't have to say, you know, to, to this applicant, no, we'll pay you more if you come. We'll be like, no, we're, gonna, we're not going to pay you more. We're going to pay you actually less or even because there's 35 other applicants for the same position. Before the refugees were allowed to have work permits, there weren't any applicants for this position, or there was one. So we don't have to pay you more. We don't have to compete for your labor because there's more than enough. So that's my conspiracy theory on why they I don't know that. I, don't, I wouldn't even consider that a conspiracy. I think that, that's been known to happen throughout the ages. Yeah, and I think that's... well. That, that's been known to happen on, on kind of a, the under the table with the illegal immigrants. But now they're going to make they, they have them as a legal status with refugees. I, 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 you know what? So, you know what I'm saying? Uh, here, here's here's what Brian is saying. Folks from the south, blacks from the south, 
migrated up into the Rust Belt looking yep. for work because they couldn't get work down south. And if you want to call it, that helped to depress wages up in the north. So this yeah. isn't anything new. This has been no, happening no, no. Uh, for, for the longest time. Immigrants coming from Europe did, did yep. the exact same thing. But this time it's different for one specific reason. It's the volume. The volume of labor that's being allowed in now is dramatically more than what has been allowed in the past. So in the past, we've had we've been able to kind of control it, right? So we need X amount of masons because there's a labor shortage in the masonry business. We need roofers. We so we get these. We can pinpoint where we need it and where we need them from. With the refugees coming, it's a flood, like historical flood. What what, of, what makes that different? What makes that different than the refugees that came from from East and Central Europe? You didn't know uh, what skills they had, and they they correct. made their way into into particular jobs. Right. No, that's that's correct. Same thing. It's but same I, thing what, from from Asia. You know, people come yes. and they and they they fall into into a category and they grow from that. Right. But the the problem is is the the amount of free labor now, not free labor, but the amount of available labor with the current refugee crisis versus the other refugees that came. It's dramatic. So rather in the past, say the refugees added three to one to, to an open job, to a job opening with the current refugee crisis, it's 10 to one. So now you don't have to raise wages or, or you could actually suppress wages even further because you have avail- more available labor supply. So that's my, that's, that's okay. I, I, my, I, uh, I get that. So what is, do you have some type of solution yeah, send them back. Send them back. Because you, you know that send them back over the border, and then once they become official refugees, then they can come over. They need to become official refugees once they pass the court system. The stay in Mexico policy needs to come back, and we need to allow, and, and we need to control our border where we say, okay, we'll take in a 1,000 refugees a day. Not ten thousand a day. That's that's dramatically more than we can handle than our labor market can handle, right? Then we're going to cause a crisis in in pay in people's salaries. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you this. Not. I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm going to let you go. If, okay. if 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 that's your solution, I'm not quite sure governments are going to go for for that. But uh, more to the point. I and well, I guess Mexico has a government too. I don't. I don't think that they're going to just open up their arms like that. Maybe, maybe the United States. Scratch that. I'm not even going to go down that road. If we continue funding Israel, then you can expect Palestinian and Israeli refugees to make their way to the United States too. I'll leave it at that. Five zero eight nine nine six. Zero five hundred. That's how you get onto the program today. Let us continue. Hello, Brian. Brian. At times, the unemployment rate is deceiving. Let me tell you why. I heard that if you are off the unemployment rolls, you're not counted in the statistic at all, which means there are a lot more people out of work than is being reported because they're off the rolls. So, in other words, they're off if. 
they don't have a job and they have stopped going to the unemployment office or however way they apply. Is that They're what you not mean? Counted. Yeah, well, that's true. That, that, but they, but, but see, they want to make it look, oh, 3%. That's so wonderful. Yeah, well, in other words, you have 100 people, and let's say 75 of them are working, but uh, two of them are collecting unemployment. That's 75 out of 77, not 75 out of 100. This is what's deceiving. Oh, I, I, I hear you. I, I look at a different number altogether. To be quite honest with you, well, I think, I, I, think I, look at, I look at the number of people that are filing an initial jobless claim. And here in the Commonwealth, we had almost a thousand more people from the week prior to this past week that that filed an initial unemployment claim up around eighty eight hundred people. Brian, do you think that if we were to travel through the city of New Bedford, for example, and we ran into 100 adults, do you think 97 out of those 100 are working? Do I think that 97 out of 100 are working? Eh. That would be that would be a 3% unemployment rate. Yeah, if you believe yeah I, I, I hear where you're going with that. I, I'm not quite sure of, uh, of that number, but I think it would be fairly close to it. Maybe 93 out of... Out of 97 out of 100 adults here in the city are are working? No, I, I, I'm not saying that that is the number. I said, but I would go with 93, maybe 92 out of 100. Well, I'm basing the 97 on the report that oh, it's 3%. But you, but you can't do that. that it, it, we're talking statewide. It doesn't right, mean that statewide. New Bedford's un, unemployment number then, is... Then we'll, 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 we'll just say then if we travel throughout the state of Massachusetts, do you think we'll find not 97 out of 100 people that we meet that are adults are working? I, I don't think so. Maybe 80 or 75, but I don't think 97 out of 100 are working. You, you bring up a great question. I, I don't know. I, I, I think 97 is a high number, but I wouldn't be surprised at 92, 91, 90. I think the the opportunities are there, and they could be working part time as opposed to full time. Well, I don't know if part time counts, but I heard say that if you're all no longer on the rolls, you don't count. I did hear that several times in the past. Well, but then if you're not on the rolls, you're either not working or you are working. Well, if you well the ones that are not working that are off the rolls, they are not counted in the unemployment. Correct. Trick. Because they can no longer go back to the right. unemployment office. But that's the hidden thats the hidden agenda right there, or I should say the hidden market. Those people who are definitely not working, that are no longer getting benefits, they're sort of like in a, in a different section. They're in their own private Idaho? Is that what well, you're saying? I wouldn't go that far, but there are a lot of people out there out of work, and I think that's been the case for a long, long, long time. But I understand but here, why they're reporting three. Here, here's the thing. There are opportunities for them if they want to go to work. Yes, there are. There definitely are a lot of opportunities for everybody. It's just a matter of motivation. It's a matter of, you know, what people want to do with themselves. I, 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 that's how it is. So do you have a solution? I wish I did. I really wish I could wave a magic wand and make things a lot better, Brian, for all of us. I really do. <laughs> but how do you, I don't how think do you I make do. it? I mean, is it bad? You know, you said make it better. Uh, so I'm asking if, if it's bad. Are we are well, we I, I are we at that fair to good level right now? Well, I, I think it's a shame that 
you have some people that are not working that should be working. And if they were working, they'd be very productive people. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe maybe they would be a bad stain. It's like school. There are people that go to school and they, they act out for whatever reason and they bring down the progress of other folks. That's true enough. All right, man. Thank okay. you. Happy holidays. Hey, you too. 508-996-0500. That's how you get onto the program today. I'm Brian. This is Brian's Beat. Adam has an update coming up in uh, just a few minutes. I want to talk about this um, Chloe Barnes. We'll probably get into that after Adam's update. But I want to go back to a to a caller a couple of callers ago who was talking about the unemployment numbers. Actually, we had two callers calling about the unemployment numbers, but in particular, the first one that that brought up, the, you know, his sort of conspiracy theory. I'm not quite sure that I would categorize it as a conspiracy theory. Here's why. The state has already told us they're allowing people in and they're not in any mood to change the shelter law here in the Commonwealth. So that's that's an open book. The other part is the the fact that the voters of the Commonwealth have said it's all right for people who are here as undocumented folk to be able to get a driver's license. And I brought up the fact that 600 to 700 new applicants are applying for a driver's license throughout the Commonwealth every day, or at least Monday through Friday. So, I see an assimilation. Maybe maybe you, you don't put all the pieces together, but as folks would say, well, how are they supposed to get home and to work? Well, if they're not allowed to work here, you wouldn't have to worry about that. But there's a movement. There's a movement by the by the attorney general and by the governor. So these uh, folks that are here as undocumented folks, we can call them illegal, call them whatever you want. But that they can get work permits so they can work. So I think this is out there in the open. I wouldn't call that a conspiracy theory. I, I I, I hear where he's coming from, but I think it's an open book. They're, they're, they're showing their cards on the table. Now, how do you and I combat it? Might be different ways of going about it. But at this particular time, there does not seem to be the momentum to stop what is progressing here in Massachusetts from happening. And I've stated it over the past several weeks. It comes from our complacency. And we're not always going, going to agree on every, on every subject matter. And that's fine. But at least take the blinders off. This is what's happening. You know, when I sit here and present, when Barry or Chris or Tim or Ken, 
when we sit here and present something to you, unless we're giving you a blatant lie, something is going on. It doesn't have to be a conspiracy. It could, it's right there in front of you. To me, a conspiracy is something you don't see. You don't know what's coming. And people are plotting against you. I think big business and small business, they are up. I, I, I don't believe that if we did a vote here in the Commonwealth at this particular time, no matter what's going on with the immigration issue, I think that folks would vote to allow people that are undocumented to be able to stay here in the Commonwealth. In other words, I think they would vote Massachusetts a sanctuary state. Back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. Yes, we are there, but let's go over to Adam's studio. Six and seven eights for our latest update. Thank you, Brian. Here are some of the national stories we're following. The U.N. Security Council is approving a resolution to send humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip. Friday's vote was 13 to 0 in favor of the resolution, with the U.S. and Russia abstaining. The final version of the measure does not call for a ceasefire in the war between Israel and Hamas and is unlikely to affect military operations in Gaza. The U.S. previously vetoed two resolutions calling for a ceasefire, arguing it would only benefit Hamas. Meanwhile, President Biden says he is heartbroken by the news that an American-Israeli man is now believed to be killed by Hamas when the Palestinian militant group attacked Israel on October 7th. There were reports earlier on Friday that 73-year-old Gad Higai was kidnapped by Hamas and died in captivity. It was later reported that he was killed on October 7th when Hamas fighters stormed into southern Israel, killing 1,200 people. Israel's media reports that Haggai's wife, 70-year-old Judith Weinstein, is still being held hostage in Gaza. Former President Donald Trump is requesting a delay of trial proceedings in the defamation lawsuit against him by New York writer E. Jean Carroll. Trump is asking for a 90-day delay in the case. An appeals court ruled last week that Trump can't assert immunity in the case. Lawyers for the former president say the delay is needed for Trump to consider options of appeal. Federal authorities are reporting a record number of migrants at the U.S. southern border. Homeland Security says a seven-day average of over 9,600 migrant encounters were reported along the border in December, which is among the highest amounts ever recorded. The report says border authorities are also apprehending record levels of migrants on a daily basis. CNN says in recent days, over 10,000 migrants have unlawfully crossed the border daily. And a minor earthquake of 3.4 magnitude shook Huntington Beach, California Friday evening. According to the U.S. Geological Survey, it struck the town 35 miles south of Los Angeles just after 9.50 p.m. The quake located on 1.9 miles southeast of Huntington Beach at a depth of 7.8 miles caused no significant damage. In sports, the Celtics will be taking on the L.A. Clippers at 3.30 today, and the Boston Bruins will be facing off against the Minnesota Wild tonight at 7 o'clock. Tomorrow, a Christmas Eve game is between the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos. Kickoff at 8.15 p.m. Weather forecast right now is cold in New Bedford, 24 degrees and a little sunny. It's going to remain that way throughout the day. Temperatures reaching 44 degrees. Tonight's forecast is going to be a little rainy with some mist and clouds. Temperatures reaching 37 degrees. And tomorrow's forecast, mostly cloudy and misty with temperatures reaching 48 degrees. I'm Adam Bass, WBSN News. Stay up to date with the... 
stay up to date with the WBSM app and get breaking news and podcasts with the WBSM app. Back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM. You chipmunks, ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon? Okay. Okay, Theodore? Okay. Okay, Alvin? Alvin? Alvin! Beat 508-996-0500. Oh man, a lot to unpack, but let's let's go to your calls. Thank you for your patience. Uh, you're up. Hello. Hey Brian, how are you? Brian is. How are you? Good. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Merry. <laughs> hey, all good. Hey, so that being said, so here's the problem I have with all this. All we're talking about illegals getting licenses is that I know my granddaughter had to go to driving school. That cost us about, it was about 900 bucks for that and doing all the setting, setting her up to do that. So there was money right there. Now to get a car, you can't get a cheap used car anymore. There's no more three, $400 cars. You're talking five, seven, $8,000 for a halfway decent car, okay? Then you've got to put it on the road. So her insurance, and she's 19 years old now, is gonna probably be about three grand and I may, I may be being generous there. So who's paying for these illegals to go to driving school, if they're gonna, if they plan on sending them to driving school, because we know there's a double set of rules for American citizens and for these folks that are coming here illegally. Who's paying for that? Who's gonna buy their car? Who's gonna insure their car? Can they read English? Will they understand the signs? Or are they gonna T-bone me as I go through a stop sign? Or, I'm sorry, as I go through an intersection because they couldn't read the stop sign. It's about where's the money coming from? The American citizens are struggling to do what's right for their kids and get them on the road. And, and if that's even that's even expensive. Who's paying for these folks? And I think I know the answer already, but I don't like it. I don't like it, and it's not fair to the American citizen who's paying for them and our own on their own pocket after we've been taxed on that money already. It's just it's just this has gone way beyond I can't I can't even I can't I, I can't even make sense of it anymore. I don't think there is any sense to be made of the situation. I get it. Compassion and all this, that, and the other. And I'll be called. Oh, hypocrite. listen, man. It, 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 it's it's blah, blah, it's blah. long past compassion. It is far past that. I think you're absolutely right. If if I find out that our government, state government, and federal government are are paying for this, I you know, woof. You know, we we just Would celebrated the Boston Tea Party last Saturday. What do you think would happen now? I don't think anything's Brian. I don't think people even know what's going on anymore for the most part. We do. We listen to you. We're we're all in tune. The folks listening right now have somewhat of a clue. 
But there are a lot of people out there that don't have a clue. I went to a course recently. We're sitting there. We're talking about migrants. People look. what are you talking about? You're like, what do you mean, what are we talking about? The hotels are being flooded with them. We're paying for it. it, you, it it's as if you said a bomb fall, uh, fell in California. They didn't know about it. It's, they, they have no clue. And that's the problem. People that, uh, don't know anymore. Or don't care. Masses don't. Well, I, or maybe they don't. And they don't understand that when it's on your doorstep or it's biting you in the rear end. It's going to be a big problem. You're going to look around saying, how did that happen? Well, it's happening, and it's happened. It keeps on happening, man. No, look, I I hear you loud and clear, but I'm going to to say something. I'm going to say something, and it's, you know, people are going to say, oh, there he goes again. But I, when you keep voting Republican and or Democrat, what are you expecting? They they are two of of the same. You can you can whichever one yeah. you want to say is in sheep's clothes. That that's what's happening. That's what's happening. Nobody wants to vote in a libertarian. That, I, I tell you what. That's Brian, my piece. I consider I consider myself a libertarian, but once again, I don't want to get stuck with a Democrat anymore. So what am I stuck voting for? I can vote libertarian. What suck it up for another four years if this knucklehead or, or one of them folks that feel this, that that function the way he does get back in office. We just sit here as the taxpayers and keep getting whipped, you know. Uh, give me another one, sir. It's like, it's ridiculous. And I agree with you. But if we could all go that route, we may be able to make a change in this country. I agree with you. All right, man. Hey, thanks. Merry thanks, Christmas son. to you. Thank you. I do Merry appreciate the call. 508-996-0500. He makes some good points. What about you? Hello. Brian, he did make some good points. And good morning and Merry Christmas. I have like three points. I'll get them out real quick. One is... I'm still trying to understand. I think I know. I've asked a few people. What's the reasoning behind bringing all these folks over to this country the way that it's being done? People talk about for votes. People talk about to drive down the wage. The other thing is, the last two points I want to make is one uh, in the same preface as the last caller. I'm tired of being told, oh, once they're here, you have to do this and you have to do that. That's like telling, you know, telling me, well, once we let this murderer out of prison, we got to give him a job. There's penalties for breaking the law. And the third, the third point I want to make is we have immigration laws. I'm trying, I'm tired of hearing on the news the system is broken. So you're not allowed to break the law because the system is broken. We have a democracy. We have legislators. That are supposed, if the law's not working, they amend it or change it. They don't violate it because it's broken. If I violate the law, I get arrested and go to jail. When these politicians violate the law and don't enforce it, nothing happens. The taxpayers get on the hook for it. Those are the three points I want to make. Points very well taken. I do appreciate the call. Thank you. 508-996-0500. You're next. Hello. 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 Hi. No, I'm not, but I'll say hi to you anyway. Hi. How are you? I am excellent. How are you? Am I on? You are. I'm not quite sure what you're on, but you're on. Can you hear me? Very well. Can you hear me? Oh, yes, I can. Okay. Enough of the formalities. Shoot. Okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is my issue. Okay. Here I am, all right, I work part-time, I get $23 a month food stamps, okay. All right, so now 
in the beginning of December, I get a letter from DTA, which I do every four months, saying I need to submit my, you know, four pay stubs, recent pay stubs, and my Social Security verification letter. Okay. So I send that out December 12th. I have a receipt from the post office. Unfortunately, stupid me, I didn't send it out, return receipt, request it. Thursday, I get a text message from DTA telling me that I didn't send in my paperwork in time and that I have to send it in. I'm like, I sent it in. Okay, so now, yesterday, I get a letter from DTA. The letter's dated December 18th, telling me that I have to submit this paperwork again by December 28th. I'm like, you know something? I said, this is ridiculous because all these illegal immigrants that are getting food stamps, do they have to go through this? I'm like, that, you know, I never call in, but I was so pissed off when I, when I saw that, when I heard, you know, when I started reading this stuff. And December 28th, it was like, seriously? I, Christmas is Monday. Yep. Do they really expect me to send this paperwork in? And my, my thing is that I have a receipt from the post office saying December 12th, I mailed this out. And yet, well, what it is, and I know darn well, it's sitting on somebody's desk because they don't have enough people to handle the paperwork. And that could be, it could also be that it got lost in the mail. I don't know. I'm not trying to stick up for anybody, but you've got your receipt that you mailed it out. I, I, I guess I look at it from the, from the standpoint of, um, DTA, they're going to say they didn't get it, get your paperwork and they're giving you ample time to get that paperwork in. You're looking at it from the standpoint that you don't have enough time to get it in. No, because December 26th is Tuesday. So they want me to, they want me to send that so they get, can get it for December 28th. So here's what I would suggest. Do you have well, the paperwork? Do you have the paper? Do you have the paperwork? Well, I have to reprint it. Okay. Well, okay. You reprint the oh, paperwork. I'm going to reprint it. And just and go. Send it out, return receipt. No, 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 no. Go down to the DTA office on West Rodney French Boulevard and hand deliver it. And get that receipt right there from hand delivering it. Yeah, well, I hate going into those places. Well, you might hate doing it, but at least you know you're going to get your service. Well, you know what I, you know how I feel, Brian. For twenty three dollars a month, I don't even want to go. I don't want. I, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it because it's like, what? How many of these illegal immigrants are getting these, getting food stamps and everything else handed to them on a silver platter? And here I am, somebody that's worked in this freaking country, and you know. It's like it's just ridiculous to me. I look, I I hear your frustration, and and I and I feel for you. But in this particular case, we're talking apples and oranges. If you don't care that much about the twenty three dollars, 
then let it go. Uh, otherwise, it might just come a few days later if it takes you longer than uh, the 28th to get that paperwork in. Or you can go down to DTA for uh, for faster service. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I've never been down there, so. Yeah, well, I just wanted to call and... I hear you. I hear you. Something. You know, <laughs> I, I would say this. Thank you for I know, I know, I... I it's easy for us to take it out on the people that are the recipients, in this particular case, the illegals. But they didn't ask for the handouts. They're getting no, these handouts. Is, They're being insane. told that it's being made available. It is the right, bums that, that we elect into office, and I say the collective we uh, into office, that are causing this problem. And until people are willing and able to vote them out, we're gonna we're it's gonna keep going on. Oh yeah, I, I I know that I know that I listen to WDSM all the time, so it's like yeah, it's like it's you know it's a losing battle because nobody, and then you don't have many people that want to vote. It's so a it's losing like, battle because we don't stand up and fight. That's right. what makes it a losing battle. You you have a good one. Merry Christmas to you. I hope you get it all worked out. Thank you. Merry Christmas. Same. Bye-bye. 508-996-0500. The Brian's B quote of the day. Christmas waves a magic wand over this world. And behold, everything is softer and more beautiful. Norman Vincent P. As you know, we have this thing called App Chat. It's in the WBSM app, which you can download from our website at WBSM.com. But the app chat allows you to type a message and it comes to the host here in the studio. It's pretty nice. And going back to a uh, caller that we just had, she was wondering what to do about getting her her application for food stamps in in a timely fashion. Somebody says, get the DTA app, fax your documents to them, or you can download paperwork over the phone. Here's something else you can do. Speaking of the phone, you can actually call in and they will do your application over the phone. That might make it easier for you. Just a thought. 508 996 comes in uh, after Brian's beat, which is in about six minutes or so. I never did get into the Massachusetts unemployment numbers, excuse me, not unemployment numbers, but jobless numbers. You might say, well, what's the difference? Two different calculations. The Massachusetts jobless numbers for the week that ended last Saturday, 8,800 33. Now that's that's the first time rushed through. It will be adjusted so next Saturday uh, that number will be different. Give you an idea. Last week the original number was 7,805. That number has been revised. It's now 7874. You know, not that big. Maybe 70 more people filing a claim. But this month, it's 
33, which is 959 more than the revised number. So you, you, you can see the uptick. And I, I, I see this plain as day. This, this isn't something new. It's something I saw in California, but I've seen it here. I've seen it here in the Commonwealth where you have a, a glut of people that are coming in and they, they're going to get jobs because the yous and me's will be banging on the gavel, will be going up to the state halls, will be complaining that we don't want our tax dollars going toward food stamps, clothing, housing, etc. And what else can we do but to allow these people to work? And I'm fine with that. If there are jobs for them, I'm, I'm fine for them working. I understand the, the fact that it's a misdemeanor for crossing the border, but that's what the law says. I don't make up the laws. I'm not for putting up a wall along the border that, that just says this isn't a welcoming country anymore. It's not a free country. And you and I both know that we're paying for other people, never mind this being a free country. Be that as it may, you couple what I've just brought up with the fact that the Registry of Motor Vehicles right now is inundated with people looking to apply for a driver's license or learner's permit. 600 to 700 applications daily. I would like to believe that the powers that be, whether that be the registry, the Department of Transportation, or higher on up, uh, the Baker administration, which was a part of this, even though Governor Baker did not, uh, he vetoed uh, the bill. But uh, be that as it may, this isn't all on the Healy administration. This, this is a combined effort here. And I don't, you know, Baker got out of here, you know, at, at, at the right time. Let's put it that way. But as we look this over, we have to say, so what is Governor Healy going to do about this? She might say, well, look, the registry can hire more folks. Okay, so you, you ease that logjam. If folks go out and get a driver's license, they're going to have to. What, what good is a driver's license if they don't have a place to, to go? What good is a driver's license if they don't have something to drive? An ID would be okay. Some type of ID so they can cash a check, uh, go to the bank, uh, do whatever you need to do. But they are going to get jobs. And it's not always going to be low-skilled low labor type jobs that if we'd be fooling ourselves if we think that every person that is snuck across the border is somebody that has no education i'll leave it at that i wish you a very merry christmas i will be with you all next well all next week except for monday monday being christmas i'll be in for barry on tuesday wednesday thursday and friday 
You have yourself a merry one. Adam is up after ABC News.